time for Two Catholic Dudes. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> uh, my name is Ryan Klaus. <laughs> my name is Danny Cleary. Uh, this is Two Catholic Dudes. This is episode number 11, and as always, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith. Wow, that was a great Vince Scully impression. <laughs> it's the best I can do. I'm not uh, an impressionist, but awesome. that's what I got. Well, uh, today we are talking about... Uh, commitment and priority and and sports and sports <laughs> uh because today's episode is uh we're calling it sundays are for football for football anyways you can see we got all the sports equipment here on our in our table we're wearing our our sports attire i'm wearing a, a Rams shirt i'm a fan of the rams i got a, a dodger shirt that's a little bit too small because i haven't worn it for a long time <laughs> uh so yeah we're talking about all things sports and uh commitment priority all kinds of different things today so i'm excited yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. Um, you know, we've got a little theme podcast for you guys. Uh, we're not the best at sports, but that's okay. We'll probably talk about our, our sports well, life as growing Let's up. get into it if we're just going to go into it like well, that. Give me an example. Let's, let's get a little update before we get into the okay, sports. right? Because right. I feel like no one's heard about the uh, the coffee update for a long time. True. I have progressed in my, in my coffee adventure here, and I actually bought a coffee maker the other day. Wow. I know. Uh Quite a uh, monumentous. Is occasion it a Keurig or like a Mister Coffee? It's like a Mister Coffee. You know? So it's like old school like, the, with yeah. the pot, and you fill it with the water, yeah. not just like a pop the thing in, right? Because I the, actually like those better. The environment, you they're know? better for guests. Save the world and for guests, sure. Uh, I don't know how to use it, so you're gonna have I'll to show, show you. me how to do that. Uh, but I'm kind of digging coffee now, and I'm 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 uh, feeling like I need it, which is a bad thing. <laughs> But yeah, like my energy is so low. <laughs> right. I actually we did say that. Yeah. We went to mass before this. I was very grumpy because I am in the morning, but we were both like, we need to get coffee. Danny was so grumpy. And uh, we but we decided to go to mass this morning because we we try to pray before each episode. And mm -hmm. we noticed we remember that we forgot to pray before one episode. We don't remember which we won't tell you which, but uh, that we felt like that was our uh, worst episode when we didn't pray. So we said, well, what would be a more beautiful way to start the podcast? Our, our day off is to start with mass. Yeah. And there's a there's a parish really close to Ryan's house um, that it's like they have mass at eight o'clock. So it's like perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. so we did that, and, uh, and we got our coffee, and we're feeling good, and we're ready to talk about sports. Yeah. Um, so let's. Uh, speaking of the coffee update, though, we, we're still doing Pete's today. Oh, yeah, we got Pete's today because um, I haven't taken it out of the box yet. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You show me how to do it later. I'll show you later. Okay, so let's do um, sport uh, sports. That's what we're talking about. Did you play sports as a kid? I did. Did you? I did. Were you good? No. <laughs> I bet you were better than me because I was real bad, real bad. Yeah. Tell me your sports stories first because I'm going to tell you and you're going to be like, whoa, you were so bad. Yeah, I didn't really hit my athletic prime. Like I'm very, I'm pretty athletic now, as we've talked about before. I, I'm a professional wrestler, so I, I like hit my athletic stride in my 20s. So when I was, you're, uh, you're in your 20s now. That's what I'm saying. I'm in my late 20s. Oh, okay. I, so I I'm see saying what you like mean. when I, I hit like 20, then it, I started it, to really get athletic. Okay. Um, so when I was like in high school, I didn't really. I played soccer was my number one sport, and I played a little bit of baseball. Not great at that one. And then I played basketball. Let me ask you. Well, uh, baseball. What position did you play? Right field, <laughs> which in little league not that important. Nobody hits the right field. Nobody hits it that far. And this, what, is, where did you bat? Like what number? Uh oh, like sixteen. That's not a that's not a correct number. Yeah, I don't know how many players play baseball. Nine. 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 I was nine. Okay. Sure. In little league, there might, is there more? No, you can no, only have nine. No. Wow. 
I don't, dude. I baseball is not my sport. I heard that your dad was the coach, though. Oh, multiple times. See, this is the most embarrassing part about when I played baseball. I I didn't really like baseball. I still not like. I like going to baseball games, but like I don't like playing baseball. I was afraid of the ball, first mm. of all. And so my dad loved the game of baseball. My dad umpires at like a, a junior college level. He's done big games for the little league and things like that. So he loves it. And hey, side note, his dad's a serious umpire, and he's very good. He's gone to some of Danny's wrestling matches, and he gets so fired up because like oh, the, the ref, the ref like, is no. Like dad, it's a show, it's relax. A show. <laughs> but it's he's a, like, yeah. no, he's got to call it down the middle. <laughs> so my dad loves umpiring. We always talk about it. Anyway, so my dad was the coach for my little league. I was the oldest kid on the team, the tallest kid on the team, batted last, <laughs> played, played right, right field. field, classic. Had a, I think maybe I got one double, like my whole career uh i wasn't a very good player and i didn't like it i was afraid so yeah but well, so- soccer was my sport but baseball not really great well we might talk a little bit about why um you kept playing even though you might not have liked it so sure. myself included i was real bad at all sports i played soccer when i was like five and i sat in the back corner of the field picking grass the whole time and so i was like mom i hate this and she's like well let's try baseball and uh, so I started the next league where it's not uh, t-ball, but where they if you strike out they bring out the the uh, t and you get to hit it's it like off of that coach pitch maybe. Yeah, so like I just thought I should stand there until they throw enough pitches where they bring out the t and then I just like slam the t. The ball would dribble down and I would run to third base. So bad. Wrong, wrong one. <laughs> the next the next season I had trouble with like I would swing. And I would let go of the bat, and I would just throw it into That's the outfield. That's horribly dangerous. Real dangerous. Uh, How I do was, they let you play still? Uh, and then one one season, I all, I kept telling the the uh, the coach that I wanted to pitch real bad um, because I was that player. I would I would play right field. I would bat eighth or ninth, maybe even every other inning. They didn't trust me. I was so bad. So they're like, all right, let's give them a chance at pitching because okay. I think we were winning by a lot. I pitched four straight balls into the dirt, like well before the plate. Four awesome. batters in a row. Walked them home with zero strikes. The one where it's like difficult for the catcher to get yeah. the ball. And uh, my coach is like, ah, but that was that was that was all you get. And uh, never never pitched again in my life. But so I was completely horrible. I tried basketball. Was equally bad at that. I averaged like a half a point per two games, um, <laughs> if that's even possible. So um, really bad at sports. But uh, I I kind of liked it. But I was never forced to. My parents, my parents encouraged me to, sure. because that's kind of our culture. And we were going to talk about this: is um, our culture is really driven towards sports. Uh, I don't know how I ended up in the arts and music, but I kind of just, you know, weasel my way into it. And I, I'm so happy that I didn't. I love it. But we're talking about why so many kids play sports, even if they don't want to, or. Um, you know, is it their parents? Is it the coaches? Is it just society in general, as, sure. especially in, in, the, in the States here that we, we just put so much emphasis on why sports are so, so important? Right. Uh, well, yeah, I think that it's the, the biggest thing that we're going to touch on today is because we've seen it affect like mass and I've seen it affect my ministry, uh, youth ministries and things like that. And I know that you've probably seen it affect your choir big time uh, is just the importance that like you were saying gets put on these extracurricular events and these extracurricular sports and stuff like that um but i will say one thing about that that commitment level i'm going to talk about my dad again because i have i have two brothers uh, i have uh, two younger brothers 
And two of us are more athletic. Like we played soccer and basketball and whatever else. And my youngest brother is nowadays, he's very much into performing arts. Like he does theater. Like he's a big star in the local community theater. He's majoring in performing uh, in drama, I guess, in college. Uh, so like that's his, he's really good at it. And that was his big thing. He's always been a very animated guy. And um, I remember that he would like play t-ball or baseball or whatever it was and he was horrible like absolutely horrible like he'd close his eyes and just swing and hopefully like <laughs> it would work out and he just like wasn't for him yeah and you know i i remember one day like my dad said to him like he's like you know what uh you know, jack is his name he goes jack you you don't have to play baseball and jack was like really really <laughs> And I was like, yeah, like, if you don't want to, you don't have to. And he's like, okay, dude, see you later, baseball. But, like, he thought, like, he had to do this thing. Yeah. And it wasn't even really, like, my dad, like, my dad signed him up. And I guess he maybe, it, he was the younger brother, so he saw us play. And maybe he was like, I got to do this or whatever. But, um, you know, he, he like, he was, like, relieved when, when my yeah. dad was like, you don't have to play anymore. And a lot of parents don't have that foresight to be like... Oh, they, they don't even pay attention to like, do you, are you really not into this? Like you don't yeah. have to do it. They, they'll be like, you're going, we signed you up for this. No matter what you're and, playing all the way through high school. Right. Like, and, oh. and he ended up like finding what he really loved to do. Sure. And he did it all through high school. He's now doing it in college. He's, uh, he's has a job at the local theater. He's directing like plays at the local theater. Like he's f- fully immersed himself in this thing that he's been able to kind of give himself to. Yeah. Uh, and it's been really cool. So I always commended my dad. For that, because my dad is like super sports, like he loves sports, and for him to be kind of be like, you know, it, you, you don't have to do this. Like, do what you want to do. Do what you feel you're being called to do. I think it's good to. Uh, we're not advocating against sports because uh, I think having an active, healthy lifestyle of is is of the utmost utmost importance. We want to live for a long time. We want to be healthy. We want to have um, great years and not just just living. So I. I I am a runner, like I am very athletic now. Um, but so if you you want to instill that uh, on your kids at a young age and let them know the importance of athletics, but I think to shove it down their throats and say you have to do this is going to set the wrong tone. Well, I think that there's a bit of both because sometimes like you have to kind of make a kid do something to see if they want to do it. Right. Right. In anything like I, um, like I remember like when I first started playing like soccer is my favorite sport. That's what I played. I loved playing soccer. I played for like 18 years and like I. I remember playing it the first time and I was like, oh, like I was bad at it and I wasn't great at it. And like, I, but I, my, my dad would push me or my coaches would push me or whatever. And then once I got like older into soccer, like I really started to really love it. And I really looked forward to going to practice. And I looked forward to playing in the games and stuff like that. And it really helped me shape me into, you know, kind of finding my athletic ability and things like that. But I did really love soccer. So it's just finding that balance of what uh, is important. I just thought of a really cool analogy uh, based on soccer. I, I'm not a soccer fan. I don't really get it, but you score I will admit that I don't know much about soccer. I understand sure. how you play and how you score right. a goal and stuff, but I don't know the intricacies. 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 Yep, you got it for me. This is my second podcast in a row that I couldn't <laughs> say a word. Um, but I... I actually just went to a game, like a professional game up in Portland. Nice. And I was bored out of my mind. Sure. I had, I came back from getting, uh, using the restroom or getting a snack or something. And I was like, guys, what did I miss? Was it nothing? Is it still zero to zero? Um, but they're like, no, you missed all this action, this, this exciting stuff. But um, I think that goes for a lot of things in life. If you don't understand it, 
you're not going to be able to appreciate it. So yeah. when we come to mass, if you don't, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know how the mass works, why we're doing the things we're doing, why we're saying the prayers that we're saying, you're not going to get as much out of it. You're going to be like, what is it? Zero, zero, whatever equivalent that is in mass. You're, you're not going to be into it. So right. learn about your faith, learn about the mass, get excited and passionate about it. And, uh, you yep. get fired up. That brings me to this point of uh, that we were going to talk about today is fandom, <clears throat> being a fan of certain sports teams and stuff like that. What goes back to the title of our podcast, Sundays are for football, because Sunday is football day. Right. And that, I think that's the slogan they came up with, you know, uh, for the NFL. They're like, Sundays are for football. And dun, 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 dun. It's like, nice. really? I, th- I thought Sundays were for a church. Well, I mean, and, and like I said, of course, there's not everybody that goes to church and things like that. But like, I, I, I've definitely seen the, like being a fan of your team is like the biggest priority in people's lives. Um, like I would always would uh, see or make the joke about like people are like, if I don't watch my team. Like they're going to lose. Yeah. Like if I'm not on the couch watching them, they're going to lose. Or going back to my dad, I'm talking about my dad a lot this episode, but uh, when he would watch the Lakers, my mom and I would always joke because he would get fired up at the TV. And my mom was like, I think he thinks they can hear him. It's like yelling at people in movies, like horror movies, don't go in there. Right, like, like, they're not listening to yeah, you. Yeah, he would always be like, why aren't you passing the ball? <laughs> like, he can't hear you. Yeah. But like that, that like people just get really fired up. And, and like, that's awesome. Like get invested and be, be fired about being a fan. But when it comes to being a fan... And like you're like I love it when people go like, that's my team. This is my team. Like oh, or like oh, we won today. And I'm like, we won today. And like, did you help? And they're like, well, I watched. <laughs> um, but like, do we take that same ownership of like being a fan of whatever as we do as being a Catholic, right? Or being a follower of Jesus? Like you know, like because every day we would go to mass and be like, we won today. You know, Jesus beats sin, like so we win, and yeah. we get to celebrate the sacrifice and the the beauty of the Eucharist every Sunday. We win, yeah. But like, do people look at it like that? Do people go like, or like, how many people like we're wearing our sports shirts today, and like we're a proudly rep, yeah, like my, we, my team. Again, we're not huge sports fans, but I I do I do like the Dodgers and yeah. we like the Rams now that yeah. they're in LA. So we're we're repping the, this gear, but we're not fanatic about it. Um, and but we understand the the you know the importance of. Of of, surround, of of getting a little bit of excitement around a team and everything, but like you said, where are our priorities? Are they well? It's just, do you have that same thing for your faith? Right. You know, are you willing to rock? Uh, a, like we we had Joe here last week, and his whole uh, his t shirt line, the rep what you believe, uh, God swag apparel. Like, are you willing to wear a shirt that says Jesus in giant letters on it down the street? Right. You know, as much as you are to wear your your Dodgers or your Rams or your Green Bay Packers or whatever t-shirt down the street, you know? Exactly. Um, and if you're going to wear your Rams jersey to mass, there's probably a fine line there if you should or not, but um, would you be still willing to wear a Joe Melendrez God swag shirt? Um, you should probably wear something nice, but, um, you know. But, yeah, but, like, is it, like, it almost is like when people make their identity in being a fan of a certain thing. Correct, yeah. But, but forget then to leave out their identity in Christ. And I think what you said about, you know, if, if I don't watch my team, they're not going to win is, is a really big point because that's a completely passive action. You, it might seem very active when you're watching your dad yell and throw things at the TV or, or whatever he's doing. He's getting into it, but it's not going to change anything that happens in the game. No matter what he does, no matter how, ye- how loud he yells and screams, it's not going to change anything. Those right. players are going to do what they do. But what we don't realize is when we come to mass, 
uh, we talked about it at last episode or the episode before. It might seem like you don't have anything to do, um, but we're called to actively pray and we bring all our prayers and we bring those to collectively as a congregation and we lift them up to God. Yeah. And so like those prayers are powerful and that's something active that we can do. Right. So what's more beautiful than showing up at mass and being an active fan for the church yeah. and praying together or, or not even a fan, an active player. An active you know, player, exactly. Catholicism is not a spectator you go, sport. You got to you got to get into the game. Yeah, you know. And and when we go to mass and receive the Eucharist, that is us. Um, the the final line of line, the final statement that the priest says in mass is, you know, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Mass is that time for us to get get fulfilled, get ready, hear the word of God, prepare ourselves to go out and spread Jesus's love to the world. That's what mass is. Mass gets us set and ready. Like mass isn't really the game. Mass is the practice so that we can go out and play the game mm, and, brother. you know, yeah. and, and like spread the faith. Yeah. But if you don't show up to practice, how are you going to play in the game? That's huge. So many people don't want to show up to practice in, in a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Uh, like it, it. So I'll make the analogy of like when I, when I go to my teens, like my teens, I always make the joke that soccer is. Uh. Soccer is Satan's sport <laughs> because no matter what, when I have youth mass or youth group or confirmation or whatever, and I'm like, okay, who's going to be there? I have soccer. Soccer practice. I have always. this. I have that. I have whatever. And for some reason, it's always soccer. It's not always to say soccer. that, and I love soccer, not to say that it's that sport, but for some reason, it's always soccer. And I'm I just, don't love soccer. I've already <laughs> said that. And so I have an even more sour taste because <laughs> it's always soccer. And I'm just sitting there like, man, how is that possible? And there's plenty of families and kids who. Like they'll show up and I've seen them they're in their soccer gear at 745 mass because they got a game at 10. I'm like, you know what? God bless you. Awesome that you're making mass a priority in your life. But I tell the other and they're like, hey, I can't go to mass for the next couple of weeks. It's soccer season. What? what? Yeah, I know. And and I always say, like, look, how many times is mass the thing that gets cut for soccer or for uh I got to sleep in or for whatever it may be. There's not just sports. It could be many different things. How many times is mass the thing that gets cut? Right. But how many times is mass the thing that you cut something for? Mm-hmm. Almost never. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it's that priority. Like, and we'll go back to this analogy of, of mass of us being players, you know, of us being members of this congregation, members of the body of Christ is when you say you're on a team and you don't show up, your position is empty. Right, your team needs you to be there. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to go. Yeah, mass is the same thing. When you're not there, your position is empty. God calls all of us, and ma- and it says that it says in scripture that God has made a place for you. Right, so when we go to mass, like we're, expe- we're it's expected for us to be there and to be involved and to be present, and we're we're invited by God, and we're a member of that community. And you're not just playing right field, picking grass. You got an important. I mean, not that right field isn't not important. In the but pros, it's a really big deal. In the pros, it's a big deal. T-ball, nobody's hitting that far. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, it, you're like shortstop in T-ball. That's like prime spot. But yeah, it's, we're all called to that. W- you matter being there, just like you would on your sports team. It matters that you're there and involved in your faith. But people don't see it that way. They figure, ah, I can miss it. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. But like, it is a big deal. Right. And you're talking about, you know, the commitments that these kids make or anyone makes to to their to church, not, on, not only just going to mass, but um, we're called to um, minister in a lot of other ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different things you can you can sign up for to be at church. So like, obviously I direct the, the choirs. I have an adult choir. I have a youth choir. You have youth ministry that you're directing. 
uh, and and you know there's it's a volunteer position and we get that but um, I lately we we found that we're really struggling for members you know I'm lucky if I can get four or five kids at, at my practices yeah my my youth group is really small right now right and you know maybe obviously it's cyclical especially when you're dealing with high school kids you know sure. some you have like a really good year and then they go off to college and you have to kind of start over again and you might have a down year you might have an up year but it's been like steadily declining and we could talk about the nuns for a while but like why you know we're talking about sports so is is there there's this shift in our priorities in sports affecting our numbers and i think i know you have a point to make yeah, but yeah, i yeah, think um at least when I was a kid playing sports, I never noticed that any that so much was on Sunday. That's that. That was what I was gonna say. Yeah, is like for some reason when I played sports, everything was Saturday. Saturday was the day. But now, like everybody has games on Sundays, and I'm like, and tournaments, did, games, tournaments, everything. Right, and practice too. I felt like I practiced maybe twice a week for baseball when I was in baseball. And these kids have practice for soccer <laughs> and baseball or whatever every and single football, day of the week. Yeah, they're every single day they're at school, especially like, in high school. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's wild. Like we're we're asking. I'm asking for one day a week for an hour and a half for a choir rehearsal, and I am barely able to get anyone there. Well, if I if I can jump in on this, sure. dude, like like I I totally totally understand what you're saying because. We I deal with parents sometimes when in confirmation we 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 because confirmation is a commitment right it should be you're committing to confirming your faith as a Catholic in the church so we have a set of requirements and a class you have to go to one confirmation class a week and over the course of a year you have to go to eight youth events that, not, that's, that's not no, a lot. that's nothing that's, that's not, not a, a commitment that's that's the and you have to do eight hours of community service. Nothing like that's that is literally nothing. That's that's the bare minimum. Yeah. Okay. And parents will come at me and they're like, "That commitment is too much. Like they already have so much to do." I'm like, "You really? sign them up for ballet and they got to be there five hours a day, Monday through Friday, and you are mad that I want them two hours to learn about their faith." And the parents are like, "That's too big of a commitment." What? That's wild. Yeah. The, and without sounding too, uh, you know, fire and brimstone, I'm like, I mean, this is a commitment to the like eternal life here, right? Like, we're nourishing our soul to be better, better Catholics, closer to God, because ultimately we're trying to get to heaven. Well, let's let's talk about consequences, because you kind of you, you hinted at that. And so, what kind of consequences do they have when they don't come to these programs? You know, well, that that's the thing is I tell my youth leaders because they always ask me like what, like the the ones that are there's ones that are there all the time. Worth and and my. Uh, my younger brother Brendan, he always would make the joke because he was super involved when he was in high school. He'd always go, "Church is my extracurricular activity. Like everybody's got their stuff. Like church is my thing." Like, yeah. that's what, so he was there every day, and I was also like that. Um, but I always tell my team, they're like, "What's going on?" And I'll say, "Look, you got to do your homework, obviously, because if you don't do your homework, you get a bad grade. If you get a bad grade, you fail the class. Right? Consequence. Consequence. If you don't go to practice, coach gets mad at you. You get benched. Right? So you don't play in the game. Yep." That's consequence. Uh, what, whatever. If you don't practice enough hours of dance or, or music, like music, you're not, you're not going to get. Yeah, the, if you don't do, band you're not going to get the solo, or you're going to get yeah, cut or, from the or, band, or yeah, whatever. or you're going to be behind, mm -hmm. right? With ma with uh, church, with mass, with youth group, with whatever, there really isn't a consequence. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to invite you back the same way next week, whether you were there or not. I'm, I'm going to be excited that you're there regardless. Even in the youth choir, I, you might not get the solo, but um, I appreciate 
everyone that comes every time and I will keep inviting them back no matter what skill level. So, what you know, yeah, again, so no con- not really a consequence. So there's really no consequence to not really being super involved in your faith aside mm-hmm. from like hell. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, but like not, but there's not really a consequence immediately for these people to, to like deal with. They're just kind of like, eh, well, the church will be there next week. Mm-hmm. And, and I say this to the leaders especially, but I think it's true of everybody. You're right. You can miss mass and you can miss youth group or you can miss choir or you can miss Bible study or whatever. And there's not an immediate consequence that you're going to feel right then and there. Yeah. But you're also missing out on the opportunity for there to be a really great reward. Mm. Right. Because what if what if that mass was something that really spoke to you? Or what if you went to youth group and you met someone and and, and really helped them encounter Christ or you encountered Christ in a really real, real way? Or, you know, whatever, like masses or being involved in faith, mass, youth group, whatever, there is a huge opportunity for a great reward. Yeah. And if we miss it because it's just not that big of a deal, you know, right. We're missing that opportunity. And I think when we're talking about consequences, it's tough as leaders of our, of our specific groups to, uh, discipline in a way, yeah. I, I, I really struggle with choir again because they're coming there voluntarily mm-hmm. and I've asked the kids, you know, you, you made a commitment to the choir. Why do I only see you once every three weeks? If that sometimes. Right. And they go, oh, well, we paid money to soccer or we paid money to ballet or we paid money to karate class. And so like we don't want to lose out on that. And I go, right. yeah, but like you, you made this commitment to your faith and to this choir and we're depending on you. We, we, don't, we, we don't see you and we're missing out and we want you here. And I find it tough to like discipline and say, oh, if you didn't show up for practice, you can't sing at mass. And then they're, I, I always feel like the way they're going to go, well, all right, well then bye. I'll see you later. You know, um, I don't know if you feel the same way with youth group. Oh, or absolutely. Because right. I, I, because a it's one is I don't want them to be associated with, oh, like uh, they, a negative like thing, they right? negative and I, they don't want me there exactly. anyway, because it's easy. Unfortunately, it's easy for like church to get that stigma mm-hmm. and faith to get that stigma of like, oh, well, they don't want me there then. I'm like, but that's not it. We want to be welcoming, but like, I just want you to commit to commit it. Commit to it. I want you to give an effort to your faith. Like, and I always will say this. I'm like, Jesus gave me and you everything. He gave us everything and asked for nothing in return. Right? The least that we can do is show up and give him some of our time. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's, this is what kids will say all the time. It's like, well, like, I don't really make a difference at church, but I make a difference at soccer. Or I make a difference in the band. Or I make a difference at this. Like church doesn't matter. I don't know anything. And uh, my buddy told me this, g- gave me this quote, and I and I loved it. And it was that God doesn't need your ability; He needs your availability. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's ugh. just show that's up. That's amazing. Just show. That's up. what just God wants there. you to do. Sure. God wants you just to be there. It goes back to when we were talking about Gabe and adoration. God just wants you to be there. Right. You don't have to worry about, oh, do I need to say this prayer? Do I need to think this? Do I need to pray this? Just just be there. Just be present with him. You yeah, you right? being there matters mm-hmm. to God. And it matters to the people around you. Um and and eventually it's and it's the same as like when when you first show up to baseball practice, you're not great at baseball, right? You don't know anything. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to like you practice and practice and practice and then you get better at it and then you understand the game more and then you're ready to play and then you get to the all-star team and then you get, you know, uh, speaking of the all-star team, I would <laughs> every year when I was playing baseball, I was, I told you how bad I was, Yeah, so, <laughs> but um, I didn't, I didn't know in my, my 10 year old brain. I'm like, I am so good. Like, I and can't wait for the list to be posted. They would post that list and I'd be like, let me through, let me through. 
No, never, never. But like, but like, but that's everybody's like, I want to be on the All Star team. I want right. to get there, you know. And like, with our faith, you know, like, do, are we putting in that effort to to go to practice, work hard, get good at being a Catholic, loving God, serving Jesus? Do we like, want to be on the All Star team, team of our of, church of the sainthood. Speaking do, of, we should like, talk about like fantasy football and like, why don't we have fantasy church? Let's talk. Let's take a quick break and let's talk about fantasy sports and <laughs> okay. fantasy church. All right, so we're talking about fantasy sports, and uh, it's really escalated in the last like 10 years or so. Um, and it's fantasy football season right it's now. It's fantasy football season. That's kind of why we're doing this podcast right now, because I, I feel like that's the, the biggest the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, football on Sundays is a, is a big thing we want to talk about. But I played a lot of fantasy football back in the day. I, I probably had a league uh, 12 years ago, and we really ramped up when I was in my mid-20s. And You had, like, big money on the line. I mean, right? like 300 bucks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like big money. That's more more than I have. Sure. But uh, at one point I was in like four separate leagues and it's exhausting. I'm rooting for one player in one league and I'm rooting for against him in another league. It, it made no sense. Chaos. It was chaos. But what happened was my priority shifted and I stopped going to mass every other Sunday when I didn't have to. I talked about this previously, but like I would just spend all day watching watching football again, thinking that if I didn't right. watch my players, that they wouldn't do well. Didn't, you got to support them. You got to support those <laughs> players. Um, but uh, and again, fantasy football—it's good. It's fun, and I think the reason we started it was my brother moved to the East Coast around that time, and we didn't want to lose touch, and we wanted an excuse to to keep in touch so it's fellowship and i think that's a beautiful thing uh it's just a matter of no matter what you're doing is always keeping the priorities in check and so like are we rooted in our faith like when we said gabe came over to play games we play games all the time board games um but do we make the the board game is the focus of the night but like the fact that he prayed afterwards and we we are uh we have fellowship in christ together that's a beautiful thing but i think it got a little bit out of whack in our fantasy football league for me yeah, sure. Well, I only have ever played fantasy football once, and it, you were in the league with me. It was like the tr- I convinced him to do it. I was like, yeah. guys, we have like, we have to have like a church league all together. Yeah, you know? and and like I I I, I won somehow, <laughs> um, and I was I was pretty bitter about it because like I put you know I was there like doing research every night and yeah no I don't even think I changed out my players. <laughs> uh, I think I maybe changed my defense once or twice, but like and honestly, I will say, and I've been very blessed with like. My parents always made mass like like Sunday is mass like that's that's just how it is like there's like days it's like ingrained in me in a weird way like when I wake up on Sundays there's been Sundays where I'm like I'm sleeping not in. today I'm sleeping in and I'm not going and I'll sit there you even tell me that sometimes we're hanging yeah. out on Saturday you're like I can't make it tomorrow my body won't allow me yeah. just like I, my body's just like nope we have to go right like my body is drawn to the Eucharist yeah <laughs> and like I have to be there. Um, and I always feel a million percent better when I go, um, because I always feel like I have that mentality that like, if I'm not there, like my team needs me, you know, my team needs me to be at mass today. They're not going to have a right fielder. They're like, yeah, they need me. I got to go. Like someone's got a bat nine. Devil's going to get it inside (laughs) the park home run. Right. (laughs) So I have to be there. Sure. You know? Um, so anyways, but. So I think that was a big reason why I didn't really pay much attention to fantasy because like everyone was like on their phones after mass, like getting like switching their players, and I was like, "It's exhausting." And I was just like, "Eh, why don't we have like fantasy church drafts 
where we for our parishes. Well, actually, I, I I'm a big or fan of the, the talk, uh, Catholic talk show. Yeah, it's a, it's a relatively new podcast, about a year old, but they just had an episode come out about this topic, and they they did a fantasy draft uh, on on their podcast, like a pope and a saint. Yeah, yeah. so they would uh, throughout all time they picked like there was only three of them, but they picked like a pope, a cardinal, a bishop, a priest, uh, a religious nun, a monk, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then they're gonna have like their uh, listeners vote on who has the best team. Okay. We we should do like uh, current active like within our diocese. You got to pick a priest. You got to pick uh, a youth minister, youth minister, a choir DRE, director, yeah, yeah. altar servers. Yeah. And it's like uh, if a every baptism that a deacon makes, you get like plus two points. Nice. If uh, if an altar server throws up on the on the carpet, it's minus five points. If a priest uh, has their mic on while they're getting dressed, you lose a point. <laughs> lose a point. Uh, man, that would be something, right? But I mean, that's silly. Obviously, we we you know that's that's. <laughs> getting out of hand but like we, we we don't take that um same excitement for our faith in our church um right you know i think we again it's shifting our priorities and saying what's what are we passionate about we're passionate about our faith why don't we have that same energy and excitement towards faith as we do with sports and, and well, our well, extracurriculars absolutely it goes back to like being a fan like and there's nothing wrong with being a fan be a fan of a sports team i'm plenty i'm fans of plenty of sports teams you know yeah. and and like not like sports specifically, but pro wrestling. I'm a nut for right. pro. Like I'm a monster. I'll watch it every night. Yeah, please don't think this podcast is like anti-sports no. or anti anti extracurriculars. Like, it's all about priorities. Yeah, so. but I mean, I got my Rams. I'm a fan of the Rams. You know, yeah. I'm a I'm, and and I like enjoy. I, I watch and enjoy and check the stats and things like that. But it's the passion that people have for fandom and the passion that we have is we should have the same passion we have for fandom that we do for our faith. Right, we need is just a, a passionate faith, and I'll never like. For instance, I always would say there was a guy on my street, and he had like a blow up 49ers football player that he would blow up every Sunday, like in his, in that, his like you know those Christmas yard. inflatable right that those that that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Rudolph or whatever. He had one that was a 49ers player, and like, it would like, like a giant. blow a huge like wow. it was gigantic, and I was like that is dedication, sure to have that thing out. Because those things, I've put them up before, they're a pain to put up. Yeah. Very annoying. And that electricity is running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, like, imagine, would anyone put up an inflatable, like, like Jesus? Buddy Jesus. <laughs> like, or, like, would anybody, like, wear their, their cross around their neck, like, for everyone to see? Like, like make it very apparent. Like, you know, like, everybody knows that guy is rooting for the 49ers. Yeah. Right? But do we have, how often are we... Is it so blatantly obvious that that dude believes in Jesus? That dude is a disciple of Christ. Right. Wearing wearing it proudly. Wearing wearing but, God swag t-shirts, wearing crosses, whatever. Go ahead. But above wearing it proudly, living it proudly. Mm, amen. Right? Amen. How are we acting? How are we carrying ourselves? How are we, what are we doing? Are we at mass on Sunday? Are we living it how we speak to people? Are we... Uh, you know how we talk to people how, like, on the on the field. You know, so hopefully, if you are at soccer tournaments or or softball tournaments on Sunday morning, hopefully you made it to Saturday night mass. You know, we're sure. we're upset because we're speaking from leaders that we we're missing out on these kids or these adults in our programs that are missing it because of extracurricular activities. But hopefully, they're finding other times to go to mass, and that's still okay. But are you still acting? Uh, are you living out your faith when you're playing those sports or doing those activities? That's important. Yeah, and and. It does make a difference. You know, I will, Ryan and I, we spoke earlier that we went to daily mass this morning and for, usually we made the joke earlier on the podcast and a lot of people that daily mass is always small, but this daily mass we went to today was pretty crowded. Yeah. There was a lot of people there and, um, like people that we knew, 
mm-hmm. from like, and it wasn't my home parish. It was the first time I'd ever gone to this parish. And, but like, it was one of those, I, I like daily mass sometimes because there's not because there's no music. No, no offense, Ryan, but it's like the drive through mass. <laughs> yeah, no, but, <laughs> but because it forces everyone to kind of say, to be involved and respond. Right. And I'm really bad at it. Cause I like respond slow, like to myself. Like I don't, I'm I did not, notice that. I, didn't, I, I, that's didn't just, talk about it. I just pray quietly to myself. Like I'm not really a vo- outward and vocal. I wasn't sure if it was grumpy Danny in the morning. Just no, not. it's just, it's just always how I've been. Like okay. I just kind of pray to myself, but like it, I like, progr- I found myself progressively getting louder as math, as math, as mass moved on because I felt like everyone responding together. And it was really, really quite powerful. Yeah. You know, in this, in this mass and it made a difference that there were so many people there and so many voices and, and, you know, saying the sign of peace and not having to turn and having empty pews and nobody yeah, you be look there. Eight pews down, down and so you give you can them wave like, across. Right. <laughs> exactly. But like, it, like being able to shake hands with somebody right next behind to you. us. Yeah. Sure. It was really a cool thing. So like it, it makes a difference when it's, when there's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it goes back to that. Let's be passionate about our faith. Let's be rabid about how much we love Jesus. Just like we're rabid fans for our team. Let's be rabid for our father in heaven you know let's let's be fired up super pumped super pumped rooting for jesus uh, for jesus you know uh, yeah he deserves that he, he he gives us all of his love you know we need to give him all of our love back uh so yeah i think that's that's um that's what's on my heart yeah talking about this and yeah the last thing i was i was talking about was just when you're playing sports how are you are you living your faith or are you you know if you're playing soccer are you getting in fights with with uh your your opponent um you don't have to like pray for them in the in the moment when they slide tackle you but sure. like are you just are you being a, a a good example of how christ wants you to live or are you acting you know in in opposition to that sure things can get carried away are you are you yeah, encouraging I'm, your team maybe to pray that that's i mean that's going the extra step or are you like taking the opportunity to invite somebody that might not uh ever go to mass that's a great way to evangelize sure or even praying yourself before your game there you go right because there's 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 that that kind of stuff that you can tim tebow it when you when you score and take a knee and but you you can just do it by yourself as well it's it's as long as you're bringing god to yeah, the field exactly with you. is god involved in this in this part of your life mm-hmm. and so it, it, that's what it comes down to i think that it's it's just let's try to make our faith as big a priority as all these other priorities in our life you know it, you know cuz god God puts us above everything. So, and a lot of the times we don't put God above everything. We put God at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Last comment I just remembered. I was, I wanted to talk about this earlier, but I think it's important since we are talking about sports. Um, the, we've, talk, we've been talking a lot about uh, the priorities of, especially in the States mm-hmm. and our Western culture of sports. Um, and I, I always relate a lot of things to music. And there's a phenomenon in music for anyone that doesn't know. It's called perfect pitch. It's when it's something you're either born with or they're not exactly sure. You might develop it like from zero to six months. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So if you don't get it after six months or a year. How would you even know you have it? You don't have it. That's that's the point I'm about to make. So it's the phenomenon is when you hear, when your brain hears a note. So somebody plays a note on the piano, sings it, plays it on guitar, even like, if somebody hits a glass or something, that's that's a specific note. Your brain understands whether that's a B flat or a C or an E flat, or it just knows what note it is without knowing. It's like a superpower. Yeah, it's it's honestly a superpower. Um, you have to cultivate it, and you have to under you have to learn about music to 
um, even be able to call it a B flat because if you don't know music, you wouldn't know what a B flat is. Right. But your brain will understand it regardless. And so you either have the phenomenon or you don't. It's like uh, four five percent of the population has it or something like that. I noticed when I went to music school that more often than not, um, there were Eastern cultures, like a lot of these Asian girls, they were amazing at piano. I was super jealous of them, but they all had perfect pitch. And I was like, why is it only the Asian girls? Um, but I think it's because of the focus of our culture. We've put all our focus on sports, and I think the Eastern cultures put a lot on, on the arts, on and, the arts on and, and culture and math and, and everything, yeah, and right? All, yes, like schooling type stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's the less sports. So I think they find out from an early age that they have perfect pitch, and then they put them into music programs because they can excel. Now, I wonder how many quarterbacks, how many point guards out there, how, how many, many linemen how many linemen have, have perfect, perfect pitch? pitch? They have no idea. They have no idea, and they're just slamming into each other. <laughs> right? Um, can you just, imagine they're, like 330 pound lime is just like you know what guys i actually have perfect pitch and i'm so out, I'm I, out can, of here. I can hear b flats <laughs> <laughs> you don't know um but so our, our culture is missing out on uh on on a lot of that and I, it's just kind of analogy where like you have god's giving you this amazing uh gift and this opportunity but if your priorities are in the wrong area in the wrong place you might be missing out on this beautiful thing that god has given you yeah. so take the time to explore that and this it goes beyond sports but like uh cultivate all these gifts that god has given you and, and allow him to speak through you allow him to um let those gifts grow and you might find something beautiful within you and show up to receive them show up because you never them. know when god is going to you know hit you with some knowledge or hit you with a reading or hit you with uh whatever that may you know spark something within you that may motivate you in a, in a really real way oh yeah um you know that you just never know um that that's the power of god and the power of the eucharist is you just never know right uh you could take it and and it could really you know set you ablaze to, that's awesome to do stuff so so sports are good you guys sports are good yeah that's, extracurricular activities are good they're awesome but don't the the point we're trying to make is are they ultimate or is your faith ultimate exactly and what and here's the deal you can't change when a when a coach makes practice or when you have a game or when you have your kid has a game but there's so many opportunities to get to mass and to be involved in your faith yeah take those opportunities make it you know you change your schedule around if soccer practice changes Right, but do you change your schedule around to find a time to go to mass? Exactly. So that's, pri that's, that's priorities, guys. Let's yeah. let's let's put the focus and the priorities in the right place, and I think all will be good. Yep. So, comment in on your fantasy, on your crazy, on, and your on, crazy schedule. Give us your yeah, your you fantasy your, lineup, your fantasy lineup for your region or your uh, your, your fantasy, church, your fantasy popes, whatever you like, or go go follow the Catholic Talk Show, and, and uh, they they want you guys to chime in on their thing about in, in their fantasy football. Yeah. So support all our fellow other Catholic podcasts, the uh, Catholic Talk Show, Catholic stuff you should know. Of course, Word on Fire is so awesome. Uh, Mission Driven with Joe. There you go. Mission yeah. Joe's uh, Father Rob has a podcast now. Yeah. There's so many great opportunities to explore your faith and learn more about your faith. We're just one. Again, we don't we don't know much, but we're telling about what we know. We're just two Catholic we're just dudes two Catholic talking about our faith. <laughs> um, and hopefully, hopefully you guys are enjoying this. We're coming at you with the, the fun. Um, just we're excited about our faith. Super excited. You know, about so uh, we hope you've been enjoying it again. If you if you like what we're doing, you can feel free to support us on Patreon. Um, well, again, this is the big thing that we're talking about with that round. We were, we were discussing it off camera and it's we're Ryan got this coffee maker, but 
We need mugs. Oh, yeah. So we're thinking about making two Catholic dude mugs. If we had two Catholic dude mugs, would people be interested in that? Let us know in the comments, and maybe that'll be a new Patreon reward. Yeah, we got. I have one person working on a new logo for us right now, but awesome. not to say that it has to be the only one. So if, if you guys uh, want to help support our cause and you don't feel like you have anything financially to give, feel free to shoot us your own design for two Catholic dudes, and maybe we'll put that on a mug. Mug, um, T-shirts. We're looking at all kinds of different options. Yeah, yeah. and so it, um, and then we could use those as future um, opportunities if you want to be a Patreon member. Um, because right now, we don't really have anything. And we say, well, we're going to pray for you, and we do. But we could shoot you a mug if you're a Patreon member or a T-shirt or something like that. Um, so but the uh, last thing about supporting us on Patreon is, again, where are your priorities? So in terms of money, uh, make sure you're supporting your parish. Yeah. Um, you know, we have this new thing at our church called Call to Renew. Uh, I think it's the whole LA Archdiocese and there. A bunch of churches are doing it in, in sections. Our church is doing it right now. Um, but we they want to instill that when you give this money to Call to Renew, it's an extra program that you don't remove money from your regular collection. That right. you This is an extra thing you're doing because you want to give. So make sure you give to those programs. You give to charities, whatever charities you want. Um, don't take money away from those. So if you feel like called to give any financial offerings to us, make sure that that's uh, over and above whatever else you're doing. And we can't thank you enough for the support and all the right. members that we currently have. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. We just want to, you know, the support and liking and sharing our videos and our, our podcasts and things like that. It, it means the world to us that, that there's people that are willing to share and, and all that stuff. And then on that note as well, we are available for bookings. Uh, if you want us to come to your church, come to your school, whatever, uh, we do music, we do talks, we do workshops, we can Fun we do and games, we do retreats. Yeah, we yeah. do everything. Right. Um, we want to come in and spread the good news uh, as much as we can wherever we go. Uh, we're looking at setting up doing remote podcasts. So if we come to your your parish, your retreat, whatever, we can do our podcast live right then and there. Um, all kinds of different things. So uh, please shoot us an email at two Catholic dudes at gmail.com. And uh, and chat with us. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, and we appreciate all the great comments that we've had on our social media so far. It's really ramping up, and we we love uh, connecting with a bunch of like-minded Catholics. Um, we've had some awesome comments on our YouTube page. Yeah, and that, that really helps people find us. So keep that up, and we thank you so much for that. And and the big thing is follow us on Instagram if you have Instagram because that's where we have our Monday our podcast comes out. We have uh, Tuesday thoughts with myself where I share just reflections on faith that I have, and then Ryan does some of the week every Wednesday. So there's lots of stuff coming out from us. Uh, just to keep our faith alive and moving throughout the week. And we're going to keep ramping up more. And Instagram, again, is our is our biggest one. Um, so uh, we thank you for all the all the support that you guys have had for us. Um, so go out there, play some play some sports, do some extracurricular activities, but get in the game. Get in the game, but get, get in the game of yeah. church. Get in the game of your faith. Catholicism is not a spectator sport. Right. So get in the game. Uh, thank you guys always for listening. And uh, God bless. We'll see you on the next one. Sounds good. Peace. Thank you.